Welcome to Reminiscing with PT and OZ. We'll be counting down the Billboard's Top 100, along with other surprises. So stick with us on Reminiscing. I love Mitch Miller. Oh, yeah. Mitch Miller and the gang. That was, that was kind of the, the, to the times when the, the family all sat around and sang Mitch Miller tunes, you know. Goodbye, Irene. I mean, he do all kinds of all, oh, that, yeah. all that stuff. Well, he was red, yellow not ribbon quite like Lawrence Welk, but no. you know, it was. Uh, he was a band leader, and uh, everybody remembers the the movie Bridge March, of the River Kwai. Bridge over the queer uh, river, <laughs> the queer river high. <laughs> yeah, we all remember that one. <laughs> and it's funny because this song made number sixty-one. It may have, I'm pretty sure it made number one. And Colonel when, B. It, uh, well, it's Colonel Bogey March. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, Col- it's Colonel the Colonel Bogey, Bogey March. March. Oh, okay, I don't, I don't have that much information written here, but see what uh, yeah, but see what it says right there. Uh, March from the River Kwai and Colonel Bogey March. March. Okay. Yeah, so it was a combination of, of both of them. Have you seen the movie? Haven't oh you? yeah, I got, oh, I got, I got great the movie. movie. I yeah, got I do movie. too. Yeah. Great movie. It was yeah. it was the big big movie of '58. So, yeah. anyways, yeah, good movie. Want to go ahead and play it? Sure. And then we'll talk a little bit about Mitch on the way back. Okay. Okay. Colonel Bogey March and the theme from the River Kwai. And and tell me there wasn't a person in that movie when they left going. I know. they Yeah. yeah. And I'll bet you the people that really did. I guess it's a true story. Yeah. Yeah. So I bet you the people that 
got out of there after prison camp or what did survive, probably doing that the rest of yeah. their lives too. I was there. I I had wood. I built my... I had wood? I had wood <laughs> on that bridge. Anyways, uh, okay. I'm sorry. Mitch Miller was born in 1911 and he lived to be 99 years old. How do you like that? Yeah, no, you're the nut, not me. And he's a hometown boy. Yeah, 99. That's how we were just talking about that. 99, yeah, years, 99 old, years old. He couldn't make it until 100. Come yeah, on. Come on. Give me a break. Jeez. He, he came from my home state, Rochester, New York. And I, I, I lived not too far away from Rochester, New York. Most of the time. Okay. Yeah, he was an AR man for Columbia and Mercury. I knew that. And best known for his sing-along. Now, sing-along with Mitch. What, sing -along what year was Mitch. that on? Because I was just... It was in the 50s. 56, I, 57, 58. How come I remember it singing... Seeing, uh, 61 to 64. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was, I, was, I was born in 59. I'm saying it yeah, was born so, it's done yeah. in the 50s. I wouldn't no, remember. You probably remember it. 63, yeah, I was 64. A kid. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. just a baby. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah, pretty good. Of course, though. I was four years old when Kennedy got shot, and I remember that. At least I think I do. Well, they say that I was just a little bitty baby. Uh, a little, what's the song going? Uh, the little bitty, bitty, bitty baby with my mama or something. Some, something cotton, rather, yeah. yeah, okay. I forgot what the that rest of that cotton was. Fields cotton back Fields home. back home. Yeah. But I remember sitting on my grandpa's lap in the hallway in New Jersey. Yeah. And they say you couldn't have. You're only a year old or two years old. That's uh, just like, I think I remember things too. And it just my sister just says. It's just one little yeah, thing. Yeah, just a little flash. It's like I remember, I remember standing in front of uh, my mother's flowers and her at the kitchen window, and me peeing on her flowers. I remember that because I got well, my see, ass just smacked for that one. Well, that's <laughs> that's when the brain's starting to work. I was like three. Your your brain power was beginning to grow. Or Thirty-three. What you was got I? Little yeah. flashes that stuck into the brain. Yeah. The memory well, was starting I, I remember to work. the I remember getting the spanking for peeing on her flowers. But anyway. Yeah, but where were the flowers? It, right side of the house or something i guess I can't oh i was gonna that. say when you said the window i thought well how'd you well get no, up to there the was a there was a window up here with uh, from the kitchen and then down below were was the flowers oh I okay was peeing on her flowers. okay all right uh well at, at uh i just 19... had, to, I had to go to the bathroom man come on anyway go 1958 ahead. i i was i was at wkbz and or wkbw in buffalo new york okay i was doing stints there I didn't work there every day. I go yeah. once in a while, go back and forth. You know, yeah. that was a couple hundred miles. So, really? Yeah. Wow. I worked on weekends. Yeah. The was... overnight show there. That's when uh, I was going to say Buzz Clifford. Gee, what is wrong with me? Tonight? Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack. Okay. Made a surprise visit. It was a surprise to me and uh, Mike Shannon. But I guess the producers and the yeah, programmed all, right i, I think they that. knew about it. Yeah. i think they knew about it he was in, going to be in the area said he'd stop by they didn't just want us to go on the blurt it on the air yeah. and have him not show up you right know? <laughs> so, yeah. anyways otherwise they have to try to make you do a wolfman impression and i've heard it it's not that good it, when i've got a cold <laughs> it is oh okay. when my voice you know goes to hell uh, that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah so I know, it's a kind of a squeaky thing if i did it right now <laughs> yeah Nudist camps often uh, often advertise that they offer the three R's. Now, two of the three R's are rest and relaxation. What is the third R of the nudist camps? Uh, ready, wet. <laughs> You're listening to Reminiscing with P.T. and O.Z. 
Moving right along. Some rock and roll, man. Rock and roll. Little Richard. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Long Tall Sally. Now, Little Richard was born Wayne Penniman, so everybody knows that Penniman is... And he went into rock and roll, and he went into... He was an ordained minister, and he went into that, and he threw all his jewelry in the Rhine River or something. Then he went back to rock and roll. Yeah, and then, he slipped, out. then he slipped. Then he went back into religion, and that then didn't work out. Then he slipped his juice to, to Bruce. And, and then he walked back. And then he, he was in a movie. It was in... Uh, yeah, I remember that movie. Uh, the Girl Can't Help It. Of course, that yeah. was one of his songs. And uh, Yeah, but wasn't that, wasn't that movie about him not being able to get... get Oh no, that was that was a movie about him. Forget he it. He did he did Don't Knock the Rock. It had Bill Haley in it, and then he did uh, Mr. Rock and Roll. And I tell then, you what, he was one heck of an entertainer, no doubt about that. Yeah. I saw when I saw that guy, you know, some of those old videos you got, and some of the entertaining he did. I mean, he he took this two minute song and stretched it out for ten minutes, and people were just jamming and dancing and throwing stuff, and it was it was pretty fun. In nineteen eighty six, he appeared in the comedy Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Remember too. that good yeah. movie. Yeah, it was uh, Richard Dreyfus and Bette Midler and uh, and uh, I can't think of his name. The guy from Rich Man Poor Man. Um, yeah. Anyway, the one that played the bum. I can't remember. Nick Nolte. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, uh, this wasn't his first song. Of course, Tutti Frutti was his first yeah. song hit chart, but Th this that, is his biggest one. This was his biggest one. The one that he, he came up with uh, when he he was in that movie, Beverly Hills, Down and Out Beverly Hills, that was pretty a pretty good dance song in the 80s, too, wasn't it, for him? I mean, for us, we used to play it quite a bit, DJ, didn't you? Or I think I did. Uh, it's, it's called Great Gosh Almighty. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you used to play it a lot, didn't you? Yeah. I know yeah, I did. It was a good song. It was a, it was another jammer by Richard. Okay, yep. we ready? Yep. Yeah, a long tall Sally gonna duck back gonna in the house. Come in and 
rock and roll has arrived. Right. Officially. Well, doesn't that kind of, I know Little Richard always said he was the king, the, the first in rock and roll as far as, but, you know, as far as on the charts, it was what, Bill Haley? Or? Bill Haley, just plain rock and roll with country. Yeah. Little Richard was rock and, rock yeah. and roll with rhythm and blues. Rhythm and blues. And yeah. You could hear that background music. Do, 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 do. Yeah. That was the piano or the guitar would go do, 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 do. Or the bass, you know, yeah. Or the bass. Yeah. And that was the basis of the, the blues. And then you threw a little yellow and screaming and the drums and stuff, and you had rock and roll. Yeah. Call in to win, please. Call in to win $600. Eddie Fisher said recently, I am sorry. I am sorry for them both. Who or what was he referring to? Always fans. PT and OZ. All right, so anyway, what are we at? What are we at here? Uh, we're going up to number Lazy 80. Lazy Mary. And uh, a guy by the name of Lou Monty doing a song called Lazy Mary, which is a comedy song. Uh, now, he had a bigger hit than this one, but that's later on. Second stanza. And now for you nice ladies and gentlemen out there who don't understand the Italian language, I'd like to do two choruses in British. Lazy Mary, you better get up. She answered back, I am not evil. Lazy Mary, you better get up. We need the sheets for the table. Lazy Mary, you smoke in bed. There's only one man you should marry. My advice to you would be is to pay attention to me. You'd better marry a fireman. He'll come and go, go and come. Zembala bombamana dena. Hey!
Anyways, Mr. Lou Monty doing Lazy Mary. That was a thing. I never met Lou Monty. Okay, number 78, Paul Anka, You Are My Destiny. You are my... This is when he was still trying you want to... to refresh him on Paul Anka, or do you think they've all... Uh, wrote 9,000 songs. Yeah. Wrote well, the Tonight Show the... theme. Have My Baby, guy who was around forever, wrote My Way for Frank Sinatra, and of course... Times of Your Life was his last big hit in 75, 78. Yeah. Uh, you are my destiny. Is the second is, is what he did after Diana. Right. This it's, is when he was still trying to be a singer. Yeah, kinda. still still trying to be a singer and performer. But yeah. this was a good song. It was put together real well. Right. You are my destiny. Here is number seventy-eight from the year Yeah, see, I was thinking a lot of people when they're they watching, they watch this. They probably just watch it, watch you more than me because they because of the. Nice I got that you. thing right behind me. Yeah, yeah I got this one over well, here, but it's kind of hard to see. It's like way, way back there. 
Are you saying that you want me to move it over and get? No, I just put you know, I put like a nice butt right above my head. And above your head, we got Elvis over your head. Because I really don't want people looking at me anyway, so. I don't blame you for that. (laughs) You're listening to Reminiscing with PT and OZ. And now it's time for a flash from the past. Uh, Deborah. Yes. I have my super glue. <laughs> and what are you going to do with it? Well, Sh- Sherry Campbell brought this in because I asked her for it. Because the other day, mm-hmm. you remember, okay. <laughs> I got to share this story because y- you, you and I um, pretty much fit into this one. Okay, I, I was uh, answering the phone. Oh. Somebody called me on the phone. Yeah. I went to answer my phone. And this phone is usually super glued down, but it, it, it broke loose. And it fell on the board, started a song, or turned off one of my songs. That's what it was. Turned off a song. Uh-huh. And I answered the phone, and it was you uh-huh. saying, let me out of the newsroom. <laughs> my door handle fell off. I was stuck. I was locked in. <laughs> so the phone fell, fell apart. The door was falling apart. Hey, but we have our super glue now. We're, we're, we're okay. You're going to fix my door okay. handle, too? Yeah, I'll fix the door. I'll fix the door handle. We'll glue it together. Everything will be glued here. My fingers, everything. Okay? <laughs> I will not be able to leave, leave my spot. But uh, Sherry Kim, don't call me so I don't have to um, unsuper glue you off of the board. Oh, okay, here you go. <laughs> You're listening to Reminiscing with PT and OZ.
square. Good morning. Good morning, Oscar. How are you? Good. We're talking with Martha McGuinn. McGinn. McGinn. Okay. Now, now you and your partner have uh, bought the Lizzie Borden house. Well, we didn't actually buy it. My grandparents have lived there, um, God, since my dad was a teenager. Really? And, yeah, and they passed away recently, um, and we inherited the house. Uh, but they, when they passed away, it was under normal circumstances, right? Yes, it was. Okay. So there was there was no Lizzie doing any strange strange things. Uh, Not at all. Okay. <laughs> now Lizzie Borden. I mean, I've I've always been fascinated with the case. I think the, the the biggest fascination with the case is because she, if she did do it, she got away with it. That's it. If she did do it, she got away with it. If she didn't do it, who that, did? Who did? Yeah. So um, do you have like things there at the house that uh, have different different ways of who they think might have done it, or do they think that Lizzie did it, or anything like that, or no? Well, there. Are, Oh, there are a lot of theories out there. Okay. Um, and, and that's the point. We had a gentleman in that flew in from Switzerland last week, from Sweden rather. I'm sorry. And he was really a nice man, so we let him come through. He had his own theory, and he disproved himself. Oh, really? Just by being in the house the way he thought it could happen, he found out it couldn't have. Oh, so he, like, replayed the whole thing at the house? Yep. Huh. That's pretty much what he did. So now he has to figure it out all over again. Now was he like trying to write a book in this with this theory or something? Or? Actually, he, he wrote a, a little armchair theory, okay. is what he called it. It was maybe eight pages long. He he gave it to me. I have it packed away. We'll have that in the house when we do open. Uh huh. And um, now I, I see. I, I read a lot of different stuff. I, of course, I saw the movie with Elizabeth Montgomery. Of course, you know mm-hmm. that was that was one everybody saw. But I read a book uh, uh, about Lizzie Borden, and it said something about um, that she was she possibly could have been a lesbian. Well, that's what. Yeah, I read a book like that too. Yeah. I personally, I don't buy into that. There's, yeah. there's it's, it's never like, been any proof of that. I mean, she had women friends. I have women friends. Yeah, yeah. But did she? She never got married, though. No, she never did. But would you marry her? <laughs> uh, no. Probably okay. Not. Yeah. Yeah. If she looked like Elizabeth Mon- Montgomery. I might, but. Uh, she really didn't look that way. But, uh, Actually, she was very attractive when she was younger. Was she? Yeah, she really was. Because I've got a picture over here, and she looks, she doesn't, she, well, it's hard to tell with the times, you know, when with the different way they look, but uh, I yeah, don't know. We, well, yeah, we have pictures of her in her younger years, and oh, she really? was really attractive. She was very attractive, and she never got married. Well. well you know, I, yeah, I understand. Okay. All right. All right. I, I guess I can see that. So, <laughs> be kind of hard on the honeymoon, just, you know, falling asleep at night. You yeah, know? really. Lorena Bobbitt all over. <laughs> Now you know that I think the same the same um, fascination is with the O.J. Simpson case because they're wondering if this guy's going to get away with it if he did it. You know, absolutely. Yeah. And again, that was a double murder. Right. They, they were both really brutal. Yeah. I mean, we're not going in in for the gore and, and that kind of thing at all. Right. Now I, I I read that you have you have Ouija boards there too. We hope to. We actually one of my girlfriends gave me one for my birthday this year. Oh, okay. <laughs> that we brought in the house, but we're trying to get some really old Ouija boards. Okay, now when they come to the house, what what should they expect? They should expect to have fun. Okay. Um, we're going to have books. We're going to have videos of the documentaries that have been made from A&E, the Discovery Channel, um, the Liz Montgomery movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to have Ouija boards. You know, people can play with old-time games. And a, a lot of the bookings we've gotten so far are um, scholars, professors, People that are really knowledgeable about Lizzie, so you know they'll be talking amongst themselves. Okay. Now it was 1892, and it was uh, on August 4th. 
Right. Now, you're, you haven't opened the house yet. No. I was just curious. Are you going to wait till August fourth to reopen it now, or are you going to I, I open it like on the date that it happened, or, or no? Well, that will be the official opening. Okay. Um, right now, we've just begun the renovations. Okay. Um, and so you're going to try to make it exactly like the way it was? As close as we can. We're not going to have slot tails. Okay. You know, we'll have plumbing and electricity. Right. Now, are you going to have um, uh, some of the actual things that were there? Or, I mean, like, for instance, the axe. <laughs> the, they never found the axe. I, I know, but then they, didn't they find one that had a broken handle or something? Well, they found an axe head, yes, but they um, proved that that was not the axe. Okay. But that was proved in, with the technology of, of the day of... In, in, in right. Well, it 1800s. didn't fit the wounds. Okay. Okay. So it was. It was very. It was proven to be not the end. Okay. Right. Okay. So do, do we? Uh, are you like maybe digging around the yard? Maybe. <laughs> well, actually, it's funny you ask that. My partner and some members from Tilba, which is the International Lizzie Borden Association, did conduct a search a few weeks ago, up in the the second attic, up in the eaves, because when they did their search, when it happened, they didn't have you know flashlights, electric lights, anything right. like that. So they just went up there for the fun of it and search to make sure it wasn't there, but they all they found was two dead pigeons. Oh, okay. And they didn't have any axe marks, right? <laughs> no axe marks. They came <laughs> back safe and sound. All right, all right. Now, um, okay, you say a lot of fun, but it, it, this this would be a great bed and, bed and breakfast place. <laughs> we hope so. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're going to have bed, bed and breakfast, and, and they're, are you going to feed them like gruel, though, or anything, or no? What, for breakfast? Yeah. Um, actually, Instead of the mutton broth that they had, the three-day-old mutton broth, we will have oatmeal. Um, and we'll have, you know, fresh fruit. How about flies? flies How about flies? Uh, flies come with that, too? Or? No, no. We will be serving pears. With okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm just curious if we get, get, you know, authenticity so that way they can feel feel how Lizzie Borden really felt, you know, eating that nasty We don't stuff. want them feeling exactly well, like Lizzie yeah. felt that day. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but you know, I, I, there's a lot of different theories, and uh, I just it would just be nice to be able to uh, say one day you solved it. Are you guys looking for maybe a solve a solve to this mystery or no? No. See, well, not really. I mean, there are just so many different theories out there. Yeah. You know, we have our own, but it's up to the people who come to yeah to figure out their own. We went out to dinner the other day with about ten people from Tilba. And the, all night, the whole conversation, it was hysterical, the the disagreements going back and forth on who, when, where, what, who could have. Yeah. Yeah, because... I know, mean, they're I, conspiracy theories. Another bad thing, too, if they solved it, then people probably wouldn't want to come and see the house as much. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Absolutely true. Okay. Um, and they also, you know, talk about the lawyers, because Lizzie in that day had her own, like, dream team. Uh-huh. Um, she had... Five, four lawyers. Okay. And one of them was the ex-governor of Massachusetts, Robinson, who had appointed the head judge who was sitting at the trial. Oh. So this is, this is kind of like the O.J. Simpson It trial. really is, more <laughs> so than you know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I wonder if... Uh... <laughs> okay, can, can you repeat? Let me let me see if you, if you got this down. Can you repeat the uh, Lizzie Borden rhyme? Oh, no, don't make me do that. Uh, Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother. You, you can't do that one? I can, but how, how about I let Ron do that one? Oh, okay. No, he doesn't want to do it. I'll do it for you after. Okay. All right, you ready? Ready. Go for it. Okay, Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. 
Okay. But that's not accurate. It's not. No, it really wasn't. I think her mother got 18. Yeah, that's what it says here. 18 uh, times and struck. Uh, see, 10 times in the, 10 times. Right, in the head. Andrew was 10, I believe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's get the accuracy down on how many times she whacked him. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, how could, you know, the thing about it is it always puzzled me is how could this woman, after if she did do this, how could she, A, live with herself, and, B, how could she not have, with that kind of rage, how would she not kill anybody else? Because she was never supposed to be killed anybody else. No, well, supposedly her motive was money. Oh, really? Her father was really a miser. Um, he, he was very, very wealthy. Uh-huh. And I think Lizzie was afraid that the stepmother, who she really despised, was, get was, the money. Was, was going to get the money or a great portion of his estate. Um, so after the murders, Lizzie and Emma inherited everything. Okay. Now, a short while, and after Lizzie was acquitted, they sold the house on 2nd Street. They bought a house up in the highlands of Fall River, which Lizzie had been begging her father to do for years. She bought a house which she named Maplecroft. She had it carved into the top granite step. Um, Emma lived there with her for a while. Then Emma moved out and never spoke to her again till the day they died. They died about a month apart. And Emma never talked about the whole situation at all? or No, they never spoke again after Emma moved out. Emma moved up to Maine. Huh. Okay. All right, so that, that's that, that's kind of a mystery in itself. Yes, it is. I'm sorry. I've been corrected. She moved to New Hampshire. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I heard a little computer thing in the back there, too. You playing computer games on the side or what? You, well, I have my, uh, no, that was the telephone, the other line. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I thought maybe you had a little computer game going there. I wasn't sure, you know. Um, okay, I'm trying to think of some other stuff. I know there's, there's tons of stuff I wanted to ask you, and I, I can't think of everything, but um, now the house is going to be put down to almost, almost exactly the way it was. As close as we as can close get it. As can get it. And you're going to show them the inside. They're going to be able to stay there for the night. They're going to be able to use the Ouija board. Yep. If they like. Um, can they, will they be able to investigate the attic and all, too, or, or is that going to be closed Well, out? there will be rooms. We're going to put in central air, so there will be three rooms for rent in the attic. Bridget, the maid's room, will be available. Okay. And there are two other rooms up there. We're naming the Andrew Jennings room, who was her head, one of her lawyers, and the Hosea Knowlton room, who was the head prosecutor. Okay, so they can actually sleep in this house, read books on the Lizzie Borden theories, and also see the, the, the movie that Elizabeth Montgomery did, right? That one, yep, among documentaries that have been done. Really? Yeah. Man, that, that, now that, that, that would be almost a, a nightmare trying to do that. I mean, to be able to stay in this house and, and look at all this stuff and think of this is where it was all, all, ta- all taking place, you know. I, I don't know. I don't know if I have enough guts to do that. Do you, do you, is there lots of reservations already for this or what? Uh, yeah, we have quite a few. Yeah. Um, like I said, I was just inputting some more into my computer when you called. Some really? people from Virginia. Oh, yeah? Just called and so booked. It's, it's like all over the country that they're coming. Oh, it is. We have reservations from Germany, from Sweden. Now, can I can I ask how much this, this would cost for a decision? You can ask, but we haven't set the rates yet. Okay. Do we have any idea approximately, though, or no? Uh, I really hate to do that okay, well, just that, because okay. I, I don't know for sure yet. You know, we're working on the renovations, and it depends on what our financing comes to. We don't want to make it impossible for people to stay. Right. You know, so, but so, we have to make it so we make our money back. So these people that are making reservations don't really care what the price is? Not so far. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, hey, that, that could be that could be a, a good thing then. 
I, I don't know. It, it would be a very, very unique experience, I think, because, like I say, it was one of those. It would be kind of like uh, I wonder if they're going to do that with the O.J. Simpson house later on. You know, they, they might uh, hear you can stay there and relive the experience or something. You no, know. maybe 100 years from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's not like this is something that happened yesterday. Right. And that, that's the thing. It, it's kept the interest of people for over a century. Right. You're right. It's right. You know, 92, it's, it's definitely <laughs> right. a long time. And it's just still got my interest because I'm still curious, you know. And the, the worst thing about it is, is there's so many books and so many things that they, they talk about it that you don't know, you don't know what to believe anymore. I know, that's so, it. You, you really don't. So unless you were, and will we ever know? You know, will we ever know what really did happen? We hope not. Okay, yeah. So for for you guys' sake, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Oscar, and Todd, come on down. <laughs> okay. All right. If it's if it's no if it's no more than uh, twenty five bucks a night, I can be there. Well, it's going to be more than twenty five bucks oh, a night. Darn, darn. Yeah, okay. Because I mean, just the plane trip alone would kill me. So you know. All right. Well, thank you very much. Oh, uh, Oscar, thank you. And I, I appreciate because I've been meaning to call you, and I've uh, got kind of tied up the last two weekends, but. Uh, thank you for talking with Not me. Not a problem. Call back again when we open. Okay, so you're gonna you are gonna open officially on uh, August fourth. Yep, that's the plan. Okay, and uh, it's too bad you couldn't get it this year, but uh, I, I know. But you'll have probably have it all booked up by next year, right? We hope. Okay, and uh, like I said, I'll search my pocket see if I can find another twenty-five bucks. Good so. enough. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Oscar. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. bye bye. Forty-six. Okay. Oh, one of my most favorite songs of all time, "The Singing Rage," Miss Patty, Patty Page. Page. Old Cape Cod. See, that's where I came from, the East Coast. Old Cape Cod. How you like that? Of course, that? I got it in here as number forty-eight, but you know we don't. we don't worry about one or two points. You know <laughs> what I mean? What the heck? We ready? Yeah. Old Cape Cod. Love it. If you're fond of sand dunes and salty Quaint little villages here and there. You're sure you're sure to fall in love with old Cape Cod. Old Cape Cod, that old Cape Cod. If you like the taste of a lobster stew, served by a window. With an ocean view, you're sure you're sure to fall in love with old Cape 
Like I say, my favorite by her is Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. So yeah, just not? because I like the yeah. movie, I got to get that movie again. I got to watch that movie again. But you Ch- said we Cherry won't watch it with me because she said it's too scary. We got a few remarks hush, here. Hush, sweet Charlotte. Well, remember oh, Steve Lawrence. Oh, Steve Lawrence party. Remember doll. you wanted yeah. to, you wanted to hear this last week. Yeah. We got to hear Steve Lawrence doing Party Doll. Seeing how it hit the list, at number seventy three. Son of a gun. Yeah, I like Steve Lawrence. Steve Lawrence doing his version of Buddy. Buddy Knox's party doll. Well, all I want is a party doll. Come along with me when I'm feeling wild. To be ever loving, true and fair. To run her fingers through my head. Come along and be my party doll. Come along and be my party doll. Come along and be my party doll. I want to make love to you, to you. I want to make love to you. I saw a gal walking down the street. Kind of a gal I would love to meet She had blonde hair and eyes of blue Baby, I'm gonna have a party with you Come along and be my party doll Come along and be my party doll Come along and be my party doll I wanna make love to you, to you I wanna make love to you
You're listening to Reminiscing with P.T. and O.Z. Patience and Prudence, we talked about them before, the 14- and 11-year-old girl, sisters, McIntyre, and they had two hits. Uh, What was it? Uh, Um, Well, 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 well. Tonight You Belong to Me. (coughs) You Belong uh, to Me. We did that that last year. (coughs) I said I remember I heard that song when Steve Martin and Bernadette Peters did it in the movie The Jerk. Okay. This one made number 11 in 56, but it carried oh, over come to on. 57, Steve Martin I guess. Played, played the ukulele when he was doing it, too. It was pretty... Going to get along song. without you now. Got along without you before right, I met you. you. Going to get along without you now. Are you talking about me? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> going to get along without you now. Mm-hmm, my honey. Mm-hmm, my honey. Going to get along without you now. You told Tonight, Baker and you Jim belong Dandy, and to you me. Yeah, that. it kind of, it kind of, yeah. gives you a little thing. Hey, well, it was all on the charts. What are you going to do? Know, <coughs> I had a piece of popcorn stuck in my throat. Oh, one of my most favorite songs of all time, "The Singing Rage," Miss Patty, Patty Page. Oh, Cape Cod. Say, that's where I came from, the East Coast. Oh, Cape Cod. If you're fond of sand dunes and salty Quaint little villages here and there. You're sure you're sure to fall in love with old Cape Cod. Old Cape Cod, that old Cape Cod. If you like the taste of a lobster stew, served by a window. With an ocean view, you're sure you're sure to fall in love with old Cape Cod. 
How can you not like that song? Oh, I know. I, I love Patty Page. That was great. You're listening to Reminiscing with P.T. and O.Z. Back up to number three, and we're at an instrumental, and Mr. Nelson Riddle, who backed up Linda Ronstadt for right. years. Is he still alive? I, You know what? I don't know. We'll have to look we'll it have up. We'll have to look it up, yeah. Because, I mean, he, he like I say, Linda Ronstadt came out with that, what, in the 80s or yeah. was it early 90s? But he was band leader, very successful. He backed yeah. up Frank Sinatra. He was all over the place, and he never really did much on his own. But whenever he did, it was it was a hit. This yeah. this one's called Lisbon Antigua. Kind of all these songs are about poor people of Paris, Lisbon Antigua. It was nice to kind of remind you of like Henry Mancini kind of stuff. Yeah, like everything he did right. kind of yep. had its one of the greats in yeah. in in orchestra leaders, I think. And okay. Nelson, I think Nelson Riddle is right up there at the top, right up the top. Okay. Well, okay, Lisbon Antigua.
Mr. Nelson Riddle and his orchestra. But go ahead with some of those. I got, you know, I said <clears throat> Linda Ronstadt and Nat King Cole, Frank Sinatra, Tommy Dorsey. Uh, and he started way back with Charlie Spivak, which is way back in the 30s and the 40s. But you had a list of all the yeah, but he, things he, he was doing. He died there. in 1985, which I think is kind of unusual because he did that thing with Linda Ronstadt in 1980. But, yeah, it says um, a career stretch from the late 1940s to the mid-1980s. His work for Capitol Records kept such vocalists as Frank Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald, Nat King Cole, Judy Garland, Dean Martin, Peggy Lee, Johnny Mathis, Rosemary Clooney, and Keely, Keely Smith. Keely Smith, yeah. I don't know who that is. Household names. He found commercial and critical success again in 1980, the 1980s. So he must have been like near death. The 1980s with a trio of platinum albums with Linda Ronstadt. Linda Ronstadt, yeah. Because he died in 85. So yep. he must have just completed those and yeah. his health went downhill evidently. But that, that's what I was saying. He was all over the place and well-known, and, and that backs him up right there. Those are credentials. I would say he yeah. would be one of the top ones that uh, Frank Sinatra, leaders. Ella Fitzgerald, Nat King Cole, Judy Garland, Dean Martin. I know. I mean, he was just all over the place. Rosemary Clooney. Right. Johnny Mathis. I mean, come on. And, and then Capitol Records was his biggest. That was his biggest. That's where he stayed the longest, I think, yeah. was Capitol Records. The only person I never heard of is Keely Smith. I'm not uh, Louis familiar. Prima and Keely Smith signed together. Remember Louis Prima? No. Uh, that old black magic. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, and she was in that, and of course they had a uh, just a gigolo. They they did oh, that originally. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Until David Lee Roth did it in the eighties. Well, okay. that was a long time. That was a long time <laughs> past. But all right, so yeah, it's, it was pretty a pretty amazing guy. He played with a lot of or um, composed for a lot of people. If you had your choice, Paul, would you rather be kicked by a mule? or by an ostrich. <laughs> they both sound pretty good to me. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, reminiscing with PT and OZ, a production of DJs on the Run and Oscar Osbo Audio and Video Productions with PT, Paul Phillips, and OZ, Oscar Osbo. Join us next week for more reminiscing. the secret square but $800 in the championship Paul we all know Paul that men have female hormones in their bodies but does a woman have male hormones in her body occasionally <laughs> <laughs>
we just 